Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Need a vacation. I'll be doing that next week, and I look forward to it. I mean, so bitter, so angry. <laughs> I haven't been to the Jersey Shore in a couple of years, specifically Wildwood, and that's where I'm going. And I look forward to. Lots of time on the beach. I just got a note from uh, Wildwood Police. They're hoping you wear a T-shirt. All right, um, so. Oh, my almighty! (laughs) Duly noted. (laughs) All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Sponsored by our good friends. At uh, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory, all with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee, and a fabulous service department that makes it all one-stop vehicle shopping. Inspections, routine, diagnostics, they handle it all. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. The Blues down 3-0, tie the game at 3, fall behind 4-3, tie it with the empty net, and then in overtime do this. It's cops versus gangs for the championship of the hill. Really? Well, it's <laughs> really, not... <laughs> really terrific. Some people desperately need a vacation. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells falta. Nathan McKinnon had a hat trick, but it wasn't enough in overtime as the Blues win it. <laughs> uh, I need a break from our computer system. That's the biggest thing. No, you've got to be nice to it. Okay, that's the issue. The issue is you get mad at it. You yell at it. You make it insecure. You put it into the fetal position. See, that's what you do. That's I mean, right. I mean, people listening to the show now know how angry you get. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's it's sad. Yeah, he used to be such an even-keeled guy. And, you know. Now it's... You're not so even-keeled anymore. Not so even-keeled. Yeah. I don't know. We got Chris Carlin here, here in just a few moments. But a historic... Uh, win last night because they rallied from 3 nothing down. And then Bozak won it in overtime for St. Louis and the 2019 champs are still very much alive in the series on a night where Nathan McKinnon 
had a hat trick for goodness sakes. He had a hat trick. Uh, you know, who's just one of the really terrific players out there. And here's Colorado playing at home. Is the overtime hero forcing the series back to St. Louis for game six? Our play by play call of the day. Do I have to do everything on this show? <laughs> Typically, no, but. <laughs> With that, we bring in my friend Chris Carlin, who is uh, not only on ESPN, but is also the play-by-play voice of Rutgers football. Hello, Chris. Always great to hear you on the other end, my friend. It's been too long. It's not the fall, so we don't get a chance to chat more. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's just great to have you on the show. I, it's I've, great to be here. Thanks I, for having me. I, I got I to gotta ask you about the Celtics heat thing, because <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Miami was a, uh impressive 7 for 45 and 3s last night. <laughs> Oh, mackerel. Uh, Steve, I never played the game professionally, but I don't think that's a good number. Yeah. You know, I have to give you credit for a guy that never played. I think that's astute analysis. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, never we never set out to start a war with a fan base, but it just kind of happened because you you know how this is. There can be fan bases that – can see things well there's a segment of fans for everyone right that that sees things the way they want to see them and we have had a lot of heat fans that have the chip on their shoulder about not getting the respect they deserve and i i understand that when they're the number one seed these but just from a talent standpoint they're they're not as good um and, and they've been banged up i have to I mean, that's clear. Jimmy Butler's been banged up. He's not the same player right now, and that's a problem. But at the same time, um, I I just look at the Celtics, and they're a deeper team uh, with more talent to work with. The Heat have gotten some good uh, production from some role players this year, but role players generally play well at home, and they struggle on the road. And and last night they didn't even play well for them at home. So I'm – I – I'm not planning on vacationing in South Florida anytime soon, but, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, it's been fun more than anything just to mix it up with the fan base. Again, to astutely understand 7 for 45 and 3 is not good, and then to combine that with saying, you know, I just don't think I'll vacation in Florida. Two astute moves by you. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to think that I'm somewhat enlightened after all these years <laughs> to to recognize the situation and what's going to What's a good idea and what's not? Yeah. And it would strike me that uh, maybe announcing that I was heading down to visit Florida wouldn't be the best idea. No. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I would do it in an undisclosed location. It is a big state. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Chris, uh, I was on uh, Sirius this morning, and they were asking me about the Big Ten schedule. Yeah, and, they, you know, and we'll see what they want to do with it. How do you view the divisions personally? And is the is it any appeal to you of going to one through fourteen instead? Well, there's the the personal appeal of not 
definitively having to face Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State every year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I wouldn't mind mixing it up a little bit more. But honestly, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me so much either way, um, because we know what this conference is, and I understand there's an SEC bias among people, but we understand how good this conference is top to bottom and how difficult it becomes to win uh, every week as it is. So I I would not be against it, but I, I can't sit here and tell you I'd be campaigning for it either. I don't think yeah. it's a uh, – I, I don't sit here and say, well, you got to get a chance to play some more teams out west. All right, you want to play Wisconsin more? You want to play some of the, you know, some of the other teams that are, you know, kind of building up. You want to play Iowa more. I mean, no matter where you go in the Big Ten, to me, you're going to have to play a really good team every week, even if the, the the record doesn't necessarily show it. I don't. I hate to sound cliche, but we watch this enough to know that every week it's it's something or somebody that that can pull a surprise out of nowhere. Where is Greg Schiano in this rebuild? I think on schedule. Um, you went from three to five uh, in terms of wins from year one to year two. You certainly want to take that next step forward this coming year. And I think the encouraging thing is, number one, I think they did a really nice job in the, in the transfer portal for the offensive line. The offensive line really needed to get much better. And I think based on what I saw in the spring, I think they're much better. Um, they also needed some playmakers and, and they got a couple at wide receiver uh, in the portal as well. So I think that was very helpful in the short term and the recruiting has gone pretty well. I, I think they're on schedule. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're ahead of schedule. Um, the last time around when he was here the first time and building it up, you know, it it took a while and there's no doubting that this is a steep hill to climb, a steeper hill to climb uh, this time around in this conference. So I think they feel pretty good about where they are, but, you know, everybody knows third year is always a big year in yeah. a program. Yeah. So. Yeah. At, to me, with COVID, third year is next year, not not this upcoming year. Yeah, that's and, fair. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm trying to be fair because, you know, I, obviously, you know, I know Greg because Greg was uh -huh. here. Greg was here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what what about the fan base? Are they sensing that? You know, cause we just talked about fan bases and impatience and so forth. Yeah. Is, is the fan base there patient about this because it is Greg? I mean, yes and no. The thing is, is that it's certainly more patient knowing that Greg has the track record. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's going to bail out on that anytime soon. Yeah. Um, because they saw what happened, and it was a little bumpy that first those first few years. You know, it was really his fifth season yeah. that they broke through and got to a bowl game and then really started getting much better. So that was um, – I think people probably have an unrealistic expectation if you think they're getting, you know, to a 10 or 11 win season next year or, you know, even the year after. Um, but I I think for the most part, because it is him 
you're right. He has the um, benefit of the doubt with that fan base. And for anybody that wants that, like, if you have, you know how it is, you have a bad loss or two and everybody's getting cranky and all that, like, when he, when there was the doubt of him not coming back in the midst of all that drama about a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever it was, right. end of 2019, um, you know, there was outrage in New Jersey that this could potentially not happen. So I would just kind of turn everybody back to that. Like, remember, this is it, we've gone through this. This is not an easy thing to do, um, and it is particularly difficult in New Jersey. We don't make things easy. <laughs> you know, we, we don't make things easy. So it it, it is uh, a landscape that he has understood how to navigate before. And I think that institutional knowledge was exceptionally important uh, to have him coming back. In a state that has the Giants and the Jets, we all understand. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, you don't you, know, you don't do basketball. You're you're a little too busy for that along the way. Well, but I'm at every game though with fans now. Right, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well for goodness sake, stop up in the booth, you knucklehead. At least oh, I will, but I'm lazy. You yeah, know that. Well, I mean, you're not gonna go upstairs. I mean, come on. Listen, I didn't draw up the, the construction of the rack to put the oh, announcer's way up. Uh, I oh believe me, I was up there in the eighties for goodness sakes. I I remember when they got back into the Big Ten, when they got into the Big Ten, I looked around, they said, Where are we? I said, We're probably still up and when it ain't changed anything in there. Uh but nope. <laughs> but but Steve Peichel to his credit has done a great job with that. No no getting yeah. around it. Basketball's mm-hmm. different than football, but does the impact of what he's done in basketball have any mental impact on where football, where fans think football should be? Uh, mental impact on where they think it should be? Um, no, I don't think so yet. Okay, no. good. No, I think it's more... Um, Again, it, Michael, what did it take? Four years, five years to really get to that right. point. Right. So be realistic about it. And as you pointed out, like it's easier to do it in basketball if you can get guys who are coming in and are, you know, uh, great players right away. To Steve's credit, what he really has done is developed exceptionally well. Yes. You know, Geo Baker was, you know, a guy that wasn't getting any recruiting love at all, and he went – there and and really uh, became a terrific player, um, but I think that uh, I'm always of the opinion that a rising tide lifts all boats, you know, and and when Greg has made uh, certainly plenty of trips with recruits in tow for basketball games because of what the atmosphere there becomes and has become over the last several years. Again, after it was you know, really, really good years and years and years ago, but then went into a lull for a while. So I think from that standpoint, uh, it's going to help with uh, all of it. And, you know, players have talked about, recruits have talked about how great it is, both basketball and football recruits. Yeah, no no question about it. All right, do you have any any uh, problems with the Warriors or the Maverick fans? Or are you, you know, are they cool with you? I mean, at least now, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, you watch, though, because when I pick the Warriors for the very same reason next round to beat the Celtics because they're more talented, 
I probably won't be able to go to Boston anytime soon. And (laughs) we open up at BC this year, so that's a problem. Perfect. That is an issue. Well, but it's 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 in the Heights, eh? Yeah, I guess. a lot of people in, in in Boston don't go to the Heights. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm not rolling into Dorchester, that's for sure. No, <laughs> you're not doing that at all. Oh, no, golly. yeah, that's uh, you guys do open at BC. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'd be interesting. Well, Penn State flavor there too with John McNulty's now their offensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on there. Yeah, there is. Hey, it's great to have you on. A few laughs every time he. Every, I was telling you, every time he and I talk, it's always laughs. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no question. Uh, and listen, anytime. And it, it's just, it's good to hear your voice. Same here, my friend, Chris. Thanks so All much. Right. The show's awesome. Everything great as always. It's always good to talk with you. Stevie, you too. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right, it's Chris Carlin. You, sir, are my hero! You stick to your guns. Tell those Miami fans to actually, like, show up on time for a playoff game. You know, that'd be great. Then they'll actually have some credibility. Good for you, Chris Carlin. You really could use a little time off. Uh, All right, um... (laughs) I'm over here asking good, solid questions. Some of them, by the way, positive. And as soon as it's over with, boom, back into the negativity pit we go. No, but I'm complimenting Chris Carlin for sticking to his guns against the fraudulent <laughs> he Miami does. Heat fan base. He, he always does. Chris is Chris is great. He is a fun guy, believe me. Fun guy who's just an excellent announcer. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. So the uh, Penn State-Purdue game is going to be on Fox at 8 o'clock at night. That means it'll be a 6.30 airtime. And the uh, some of the other games have been announced about the time of the year it happens. Uh, but they've been able to uh, give us some of the times, which is great. So... Penn State will play Ohio University next, and that's going to be at noon. And one other notable one is Penn State and Minnesota will be at 7.30 at night. Uh, There is no announcement yet on Ohio State or Michigan at Michigan and home with Ohio State. Uh, Northwestern Penn State is going to be at noon on ESPN. Central Michigan is going to be on BTN. Matt's on SEC TV. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The Yankees, by the way, have signed Matt Carpenter. Yeah, cool. Playing for Round Rock. And now the Yankees have him. Just by being around that juggernaut. Now, he's thinking to himself, I can get to the World Series, and then he realizes in this century that hardly ever happens. Oh, well. What? Well, he also has to get on the big league roster first, and we'll, we'll see about that. Well, you got so many guys, you know, coming up with tweaks, and, ooh, I feel a twinge. I mean, that'll happen in a week. What kind of training staff do you have there? Ooh, no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> I have a twinge. All right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory with great warranties, by the way. You think about, you know, the warranty is important because, you know what? Everybody's like, geez, I don't know, how do I save some money? When you have a vehicle's under warranty, you're not worried about that. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Maybe the budget says pre-owned inventory. Well, the Summary Motors guarantee uh, is critical to your buying experience. And a service department, that makes a one-stop vehicle shopping. Because um, uh, whether it's diagnostics or inspections, routine, they take care of it all. Oil changes, they get it all. There you go. The Shea Patterson, former Michigan quarterback, taken first overall in the USFL draft, was cut by the Michigan Panthers. He was then quickly signed by the New Orleans Breakers. Matt wanted to make sure I got that on the air. He religiously follows the United States Football League. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, you got to take a long, hard look at it. You want to know why? Because your starting quarterback in week seven probably is playing in this league. Yeah, I'm talking to you. No good! No good! No good! What do you think? Stands out three months? Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Come on! He's got a twinge. I think twinge is usually three months. What do you think? No? Bad story? <laughs> Not great. You seem awfully angry. All right. Uh, so here's the TV info we have one more time. Penn State, Purdue on Thursday, September 1st, 8 o'clock on Fox. Airtime will be 6.30. Penn State, Ohio University will be at noon, September 10th, the home opener, ABC, 10.30 the airtime. Penn State at Auburn. Down in the plains at Jordan-Hare, 3.30 the kickoff on CBS. We're on at 2 o'clock. 
Penn State Central Michigan will be on BTN. They just have to determine the time. Penn State Northwestern will be on one of the ESPN networks to be determined. Uh, And then Penn State Minnesota will be a 7.30 kickoff on October 22nd, 6 o'clock airtime, but they have not determined the network yet. Okay? Everybody wants to know about the Ohio State game, and it still has not been picked. Matt is angry and upset about everything, really. Well, yeah, I want to know. It's time to time to make a decision here. It's May twenty sixth. It's, it's not August twenty sixth. Yeah, but we got to plan now for the whiteout, if that is in case the Ohio State game. I show up when they tell me. All right. All right. So let's turn our attention in late May to wrestling. That's right. Wrestling season. It's one thing about wrestlers. You know what? You know what I love about wrestlers is that not only are they great at it, they work hard at it, they actually they love to wrestle. They love their sport. And so does Jeff Byers. Jeff, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Uh, likewise. And, uh, yeah, uh, the coaches will be the first to tell you that the, the so-called regular season is uh, is when they have the most downtime they have, which is not to say they have much downtime. Do your wife, by the way, do your wife just have a birthday? Uh, we had an anniversary. anniversary. She had a, yeah, anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. What, three years? It is indeed. Congratulations on three years. That's wonderful. Seems uh, a lot longer to her, I'm sure. I, I notice I asked you, not her. Right. I do, I do indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You're a great, great couple, great family. Uh, Thanks. So, so Penn State, uh, the Final X events are coming up in Stillwater in New York. And Penn State, you know, between current members and the Penn State Olympic Regional Training Center, they got a lot of qualifiers for this along the way. So let's go with the yep. former Nittany Lions. Jason Nolf and Zane Rutherford are two of them. Uh they were able to get through in Coralville. Yes, that little arena right next to the hotel we stay in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, for those who, like, follow it, they know every nuance of it. But, Jeff, what kind of job have they done on this stage for those who haven't seen them in a while? Yeah, exceptional, really, Steve, on, on both counts. I mean, Zane obviously has been on the world team uh, before, and, and we know uh, what he's capable of, and, and he's capable of beating anybody in the world uh, on, on a given day. You know, Jason is, is, to me, just an intriguing story here, Steve, because it, he had very limited freestyle uh, opportun- well, I shouldn't say opportunities, but he didn't take advantage of, of the opportunities. He, very limited freestyle experience, I should say, coming out of college. Certainly had some. I mean, it wasn't that it was completely foreign to him, but you know, not to the degree that a lot of these guys had had. And he's really made some uh, very quick strides and adjustments. And it wasn't just that he won. It was that he won in kind of the dominating fashion we were used to seeing him uh, wrestle folk style throughout his collegiate career at Penn State. And, you know, he has obviously an extremely tough matchup in Final X with Kyle Day, uh, mm-hmm. who handled him last time around. But I, I was talking to a couple of people, and uh, I, I'm really curious to see, Steve, just how much 
uh, well, I guess if, but I, I suspect he's closed the gap. I want to see how much he's closed the gap on, you know, one of the great wrestlers uh, and, and one of the guys that's really tough to score on. Uh, to me, that matchup is just intriguing because, uh, again, Jason just keeps getting better and better and is, I think, just starting to realize his potential in the freestyle world. Uh, and, you know, Jason is all about offense. Kyle Jake, uh, while he certainly has a good offensive repertoire, I mean, it, he is just darn near impossible to score on uh, when he's on top of his game. So that's, to me, just a really intriguing style matchup there. Um, and Jason's gotten bigger and stronger, and, and that was certainly what he needed to do to try to compete here uh, with Kyle Dake. But I was impressed with just how uh, easily he made it look uh, in winning the, the Open. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, David Taylor is already in. Uh, yep. Thomas Gilman and Kyle Snyder as well. Uh, but David Taylor is, as usual, is is a guy that I think it's fair to say sets a standard for a lot of people, doesn't he? No question, Steve. And he he is a guy that has just taken his game to a whole nother level, and the level he was on was pretty darn good. But yeah. uh, you know what, what you saw at the Olympics last year, I, I would I would say David Taylor is uh, as good as anybody pound for pound right now. Uh, in the world, and you know, the, his uh, cohort from uh, Iran is, is certainly right in that conversation mm-hmm. as well. And those two are just elite, elite guys. Uh, and Zahid Valencia is obviously an outstanding wrestler as well. And I think, uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit before we we came on. I was, you know, you kind of forget. Uh, I think some people forgot about Zahid just because of the uh, drug issues that he had and the mm-hmm. suspension, and then. Uh, you know, all of a sudden he's back and, and wrestling as well as uh, as he ever has. And, uh, you know, I, I think David Taylor uh, would be the favorite over anybody right now. Uh, but Valencia is probably the one guy that I, I think at least athletically uh, can stay with Taylor. I'm not sure that he can wrestle Taylor's pace, you know, for, for all six minutes. But I guess that's what we'll find out at Final X. And what about Zane Rutherford? I know we, I mentioned him in the beginning. We talked more about Jason Nolf, but what about Zane? Yeah, Steve, Zane, when he is on, and, and uh, you know, there were some things going on with his personal life that I think kind of disrupted uh, his his bid for the Olympics and right. uh, just so, some, you know, internal things where he was putting pressure that we're just not used to seeing him uh, do. But I think they got some things – well, I know they got some things straightened out there – He's feeling very good. Uh, you know, Jordan Oliver, again, I, that matchup, uh, you can watch those guys, and we have watched them wrestle back and forth uh, over the years. Uh, just both really, really good uh, wrestlers, and, uh, I, you know, they both are really good at making adjustments, and we've seen that uh, throughout their uh, ongoing series here uh, on the international, uh, well, national and international stage. And I think, uh, again, that's one of those matches as, uh, as somebody that's followed Zane, I'm favoring Zane going into that, but it, it certainly is a, a match, uh, ma- match up best two of three, uh, series that could certainly go either way. I'll set up this question because I was talking to somebody today and their granddaughter has decided she wants to get, wants to try out wrestling. Yep. And when I was in Coralville, uh, in I think it was February, Jeff. Uh, it was it was right before you went, and the weekend I was there, they had a huge tournament in the arena that these guys wrestled in. Yeah, right. And it was boys and girls, and there were a lot of girls there wrestling. What kind of influence 
does a Jennifer Page Rogers, who's the sixth member of this group, right? Can she have on every on everybody's for the future? Yeah, I think it's huge, Steve. And I, I think right now for the sport, I, I, I think you know maybe some of the leaders were a little uh, behind the curve on on getting you know understanding the importance. Uh, of the role of women's wrestling and girls' wrestling in, in terms of the long-term viability and sustainability right now of the sport with uh, with Title IX and, and just with everything uh, that is happening now at the collegiate level. And, you know, the good news is we are seeing the numbers uh, grow uh, really exponentially here in Pennsylvania in terms of girls' wrestling and, and women's wrestling, but really throughout the world now, uh, and certainly throughout the United States. And, and we're getting more opportunities, not a ton yet, but we're getting more opportunities at the collegiate level for scholarship uh, chances for the, the girls coming out of high school. And, you know, you see a, a Grace Stem and what she's doing at Baldy Galeria. Mm-hmm. It just it is an exciting time, I think, for women's wrestling, and, and I think for wrestling in general because of that. And I think the uh, – crossover and, and the respect that you're seeing from uh, you know the men's wrestling side to the women's and the women's mm-hmm. wrestling side to the men's uh, is, is a big deal and I think it's uh, I, I do think it gives a better shot here for wrestling kind of surviving whatever the economic future is here in college athletics because uh, I think there are more and more schools that are taking a long hard look and I suspect I, I don't know anything for sure but I think mm-hmm. Penn State you know, certainly is one of the schools that will be looking uh, at least at the possibility of adding women's wrestling here in the, the relatively near future. I mean, just walking through the lobby, it was it was amazing to see how many girls were in that lobby with their parents getting ready to wrestle. I was so impressed by that. Uh, yeah, and, go ahead. And, and they're really the the, the top echelon that the Olympians, uh, Steve, are just a wonderful group of of women who really represent themselves in the sport really well i I had a chance to meet a few of them at the um hall of fame dinner last year and they just uh they couldn't have been nicer more generous with their time uh and and again it's a big deal when you get a a, you know a david taylor out there signing autographs so it's, it's equally a big deal when you have you know helen marolas or whoever it may be out there signing autographs and uh, again, mm-hmm. representing the sport in a way that gets other people excited about the the opportunity to see the personality. Uh, Nico Megalus went three and one. Mark Hall went two and two. Vincenzo yeah. Joseph went three and two. Took second. Uh, Bo Bartlett went one and two. Nick Lee was two and two. But I want to ask you finally about Carter Storacci, who went three and one over the past uh, we- weekend. Uh, your thoughts on on you know for Storacci and maybe Nick Lee, what kind of future they can have. You know, down the road in this. Yeah, Nick seemed a, a little off to me, Steve, and I, I don't have any inside info or anything. I don't know if it was just a, you know an off day or if it was sickness or. And I'm not looking to make excuses, but he just he was not uh, you know wrestling at the finishing off bouts the way we're used to seeing him finish off. And listen, I you know credit to opponents. Maybe it was just a, a matchup uh, situation, mm-hmm. but. Uh, he just did not look like what we're used to uh, seeing uh, just in terms of the competitive uh, fire toward the end of the bouts. Uh, and I, Steve, both Carter and Vincenzo were really impressive to me with what they were able to accomplish against uh, elite guys. Carter Sirachi pushed Chance Marsteller to the brink, and Marsteller mm-hmm. just had a, a spectacular tournament uh, and was 
phenomenal. And uh, both of those guys, uh, I think, have, uh, going back to Lee and uh, Sirachi, have very bright futures. I think Carter, Steve, is on a, a track here uh, to be the next, you know, great, great uh, wrestler, uh, you know, the guy that is going to be looked at as, uh, as potentially the, the face of USA Wrestling. I mean, he has that type of talent, that type of work ethic, and you can just see uh, everything kind of coming together here for him and making the world team. He won't be the starter, but he's going to be able to go out and train, and that is a guy that soaks up everything, likes wrestling the guys that uh, can beat him. I mean, that's where he knows uh, that he can learn the most, and I just think uh, the opportunity that he created for himself here is absolutely huge. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks so much for your time. It's great to talk wrestling in uh, late May, early June. Indeed it is. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, Me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. All right. Wrapping it up uh, for today. The Penn State Purdue game is going to kick off at 8 on Fox. 7.30 will be the air time for, or excuse me, 6.30 will be the air time for that on September 1st, and the Ohio University games at noon. And uh, the Northwestern game is, let's see, I think that one's at noon as well. And uh, Minnesota's at 7.30 at night. No word on the Ohio State game. No word. Ohio State game. I know. Everybody's, Matt's angry about it. Punching the computer. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I just want to know, like everybody else, like when the whiteout is going to be, so then the dominoes fall about the stripe out and everything else, so we can start putting the pieces together. We're only more in, in, in limbo this year because it, it sounded, it, I think it was that the fact that Penn State Ohio State's not on the Saturday night football schedule this year. Well, we don't know if it is. Well, that's the rumor. Yeah, but we don't know. Right. We don't know, but that's the rumor. So that's why everybody's more in limbo. Do I always have to be the calm one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. 45 heart rate. I'm just saying, when it happens, it happens. Jeez, it's all right. (laughs) If it's May 26th, it's not September 26th. You know, Andrew Marshan put out a tweet earlier, our buddy from the New York Post. Yeah. He he was like, I wonder when college football is going to do a schedule release night like the NFL. And you know what? I'm in the minority, but I think that'd be a brilliant idea. That's not a. I, 
That's not a minority. I think most people want to know it now. Yeah. See, I would college love for football, them to do that. College football is the only one that does this. When the NBA puts out its schedule, that's their schedule. Maybe they flex a game or two somewhere. Okay. NHL, set. NFL, maybe late. They flex, what, three, four games, but they flex. But they give you a lot of time in the flex. Everything else is locked in. College basketball, except for one weekend, everything is all set. How come everybody else can do it? College football, it does not take a genius to look at the games and go, okay, that's a great game. We need to do that. They should do a schedule release. You are exactly right. I completely agree with you. And the primary reason I'm agreeing with you is I got to somehow send you home happy. I appreciate that. 